This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is probably one of the most popular questions we get asked, one of the biggest topics of discussion in our Profitable PR Pros group, and that is how you can start attracting high-end clients, you know, premium clients that are willing to pay uh, nice, juicy retainers. Um, You know those clients, the ones that are kind of on your wish list that you kind of only dream of ever getting to work with. That's what I want to chat with you about today. How do you start attracting these clients into your business? So we're talking all about bringing in retainer PR clients What I teach everybody in our programs, um, particularly the Agency Accelerator, is all about building a solid foundation of consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue, okay? Like, that's the name of the game. That's the best possible kind of business. My husband's always like, wow, you have this figured out. You get paid in advance of service. You get paid whether or not you get results. Of course, obviously, we always aim to get results. But he's like, this is the best business model because his whole business, he does um, M&A, so mergers and acquisitions. He does not see a dime until there's a transaction. So he could be working on something for a year and a half. And until it closes, he doesn't see a dime So it's a big risk and obviously big reward, but that whole time, if anything happens to go wrong, he's not getting paid. So think about our business, PR pros. We're so lucky that we have this kind of industry standard that we're on retainer. And what I want for you is to have contracts that extend beyond your initial six-month period. Um, You should all be aiming for six-month contracts. I want you to set a solid foundation of uh, predictable, consistent retainer revenue. And what I want you to start thinking about is instead of having, you know, 10 low paying clients to try to meet your revenue goal, I want you to increase your retainer fees and bring in these bigger clients, maybe more known brands or experts as clients for you so that you don't have to work with as many and you can scale your business, bring in a team. That's the name of the game. So we're going to talk about bringing in high-end clients who are willing to pay what you're truly worth. That's our dream for PR pros everywhere. Um, So this is what I know many people struggle with, even experienced PR pros. We get so many questions in our group asking, how do you attract clients? And The foundation of this, we're going to start with something, maybe it's a little bit um, woo-woo and less tactical for you, but it really does start with confidence. That's the very first thing. So how do you build confidence and start attracting the clients that you've always dreamed of working with? 
Um, So in today's episode, we're going to discuss why confidence is so important for us as PR pros, how to start attracting, attracting dream clients that are, you know, kind of your dream and you, you think maybe that'll never happen in my agency. Um, I used to think that until I figured out, I kind of feel like I cracked the code. I'm going to share a little bit about how I did it. Um, I made a list also of some clients in my niches, baby and kids and beauty and cosmetics. Some that were just like absolute dream would be just my goal to work with them. And I landed a couple of them um, and their retainers were really nice and they were nice, you know, easygoing clients. The ones that this is the key, guys, I'm going to mention it again. The more that clients pay, the more they leave you alone. They trust their decision. So that's another benefit, not just the revenue with high end clients, but I'm telling you, they tend to be the ones that don't suck the life out of you um, and let you do your thing because they trust you. So That's what we're going to focus on. And we are going to talk about ways that you can build your confidence and know your worth. So it really starts with having an understanding of the value that you provide for your clients. And it also starts with having a framework for success. So think about this as you're listening to today's episode and as you're kind of thinking about your agency and what you have to offer you have something unique that your clients can't get anywhere else. No matter your niche, you have this unique zone of genius, a unique set of experience, expertise, contacts, um, life experiences. All of that we know translates to being effective, being a really effective communicator on behalf of our clients. So you have your unique zone of genius that you can offer to your clients. So let's start building confidence in yourself as the foundation for bringing in premium retainer clients. Um, I know this feeling of imposter syndrome kind of starts to creep in and we've heard it. It's kind of a buzzword. It came up a couple years back. There were several notable people like Maya Angelou, Oprah, Natalie Portman gave a speech at Harvard about imposter syndrome. And everybody was kind of paying attention to it. And really, it's this feeling of like, I'm a fraud. Um, People are going to start to figure out that I'm inadequate. And my success has been just luck, and I can't replicate it. Um, That sort of feeling is pretty prevalent in PR, because so much of what we do is out of our control. You know, we're not the gatekeepers with the media. We have to kind of work within their rules. Um, So if you get a feature, it's that much more incredible, but it also means you could be the best uh, writer, the best storyteller, the most strategic marketer, and it's still out of your control. And also working with clients, there's a lot of factors, or I, I should say bringing new clients into your business, there's a lot of factors out of your control. You don't know their budget. Um, you don't know their, uh, you know, what their kind of current marketing status is. You don't know how to reach these people all the time. It's like, how do you, people always say, well, where do you find clients? Like there's some client disco nightclub and they're all hanging out, like waiting for PR pros to come through the, the gate, get past the bouncer to get into this like magical client nightclub. Um, the fact that I called it a disco kind of ages me there. Right. Um, yeah, that's not lost to me, but, um, they're not, you know, they're all over and really it's about working your network. 
Um, but it starts with having this confidence and imposter syndrome, really, guys, it's a state of mind. And I want you to think about it instead of thinking, okay, I'm a fraud. I want you to flip this feeling on its head and realize you start to feel imposter syndrome anytime you're doing something hard or doing something new, doing something you've never done before because you feel like, well, I've never done this. So how am I going to be able to do it? And that's a sign of growth. It's personal growth. It's professional growth. And to me, that's really exciting. Anytime I feel that way with imposter syndrome, I start to say, oh, I see what's happening here. I'm actually growing. I'm actually doing something I've never done before. I'm learning and I'm gaining more skills. And so I look at it like a positive. I'm stretching myself and I'm becoming more equipped and more skilled as a person, as a professional, or as a mom, or whatever it is I'm doing where I feel that imposter syndrome creep in. So keep that in mind. You can flip it on its head, and confidence is totally a state of mind. You get to decide whether or not you feel confident, and that also starts with knowing your worth. I have a little mind hack secret that I do. I talk about it a lot, but um, I literally walk into every meeting or I should say log into Zoom (laughs) or whatever with new business calls. And my mindset is this is my client. They aren't talking to anyone else. And if they are, there's nobody out there that's better for them than me. My agency is uniquely qualified to help them. We're going to crush it for them. Um, And I'm going to come into this meeting knowing that I know more than they do about this service that they're asking for that I'm an expert and they're coming to me seeking my expertise. So I start to share my expertise right on that call. So that's my little mind hack. I walk into every single meeting thinking it's a done deal. It's a done deal. I want you to walk into your next meeting, jump on the next call with that mindset and see what happens. Instead of selling yourself and selling your services, you're guiding, you're supporting, you're coaching them you're adding value to them right on that call and they notice it and it feels different. It really feels different. So try that and see what happens. And then also, you know, confidence can come from having a framework. So you want to have a plan and a strategy. The plan for you is going to include defining exactly what services and products you offer for your clients. I always talk about niching down And a lot of people just think niche includes the kinds of clients that you work with, like the types of brands, the industries that you are tapped into. But the niche can also be what services you're offering. I don't want you to offer all the things. If you get on the phone with a client and they want SEO and PPC and they want you to do Facebook ads and they want you to do social media content creation and execution and community management and PR and da 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 that's too much. You are going to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. That's going to make you crazy. You have the right to say no to clients for services that they are looking for that you're not an expert in or you don't like to do or it's outside of your zone of genius, you need to get exceptional at a few things. That's all it takes. You don't have to be all things to all people. You need need to be exceptional at the things that you're offering. So keep that in mind. And that includes having a plan that really defines what services 
and products that you're offering. So knowing the level of service and support that you provide your clients will also confidently or allow you to confidently ask for what you're worth. Because you know, these are the things I do and we're awesome at them. We get results and that's what people come to us for. If you want web design, I ain't your gal. If you want SEO, I have a referral for you. But for PR, this is my agency. PR, social media strategy and execution, and influencer marketing, typically with paid. Clients have to have a budget. We're going to crush it for you. And anything else, I have great referrals, people that I trust. You can look to our Profitable PR Pros community for great referrals. You're still adding value to that prospective client by offering them a solid referral. And then they'll know, yeah, you don't do all the things, but what you are offering to them, you're going to crush it for them. And you're going to be very, very confident with that. So clients may not come to you knowing your value. They may not understand that. You have to package it up with a bow, put a nice little tidy bow on it and sell your skills, sell them the things that you know that you can confidently execute and do a fantastic job. So that starts with having a framework um, and kind of the third thing, so beyond just having a great um, kind of state of mind, shifting how you think of imposter syndrome, knowing what you offer and the value of that, to build your confidence, you need to make sure that you're always learning. Never stop learning. Keep learning. Like this is a thing where if you struggle with your confidence or you feel self-doubt, keep learning because when you build your expertise, confidence comes naturally to you because you know I'm super dialed in. I am a deep subject matter in this niche and I can offer that to clients and add value. I know who the players are. I know what the trends are in this industry. I know what's happening in PR. That's why I put together all of the programs that we've created in our Profitable PR Pros um, resource hub. It's literally every single thing that you need in order to be a pitching powerhouse. Hi, that's the name of the show. That's what we're trying to turn you into. That's what's in the pitch lab. And even those monthly execution plans, there's so much content in there that you can use in your sales calls, when you're creating your strategies, when you're building your pitches, so that you seem so in the know. You can rattle off so much timely, relevant information Clients will know that you're super checked in and you you know what you're up to. So that comes from building your confidence, always learning. That's what this community also helps you do is stay on top of trends, what's happening in our industry, um, things that we're noticing. Like when the pandemic hit, we sprung into action and created um, resources and content and templates and things to help our members a lot of them are free, you know, for our community, but to help the PR pros that are part of our community really be confident so that they could guide their clients and help them navigate these uncertain times, these uncharted waters, and make their clients feel confident that we knew what we were up to. Even though we were all just figuring it out, you really just have to be one step ahead of your clients and be proactive and let them know how you're handling things. So that's why we put all these things together for you. And so I've always adopted this kind of always be learning mindset. 
I love school. I'm a mega dork. I had like a ridiculous GPA in college. <laughs> I went to every single class. I never missed a class. Um, that was the key for me was just showing up. I've always just learned by being present, showing up, taking notes, reviewing notes. I'm not a big, you know, like studier, um, but I just show up and I realize that we can create those resources for you. And the biggest transformations we've seen are our members that just show up, um, our members that just show up and they just put in the work, you know, they just review the stuff that's there for them and they pass that on to clients and their clients feel confident in the choice that they made to work with that PR pro. So, um, you might hear my cat. He's ripping around the house right now. I don't, I think he thinks I'm talking to him. (laughs) Um, Harley always makes an appearance, whether it's my Facebook lives or my client calls, he's right here. Um, so that's what you're hearing in the background is my cat ripping around the house. So yeah, if you have anything you're looking to learn or gain expertise on, ask our community, we will support you. And there's so much content that you can learn from and figure out how to be the best service provider possible for your clients so that their decision to work with you is a no-brainer. And this is how you start to write your own tickets, your own ticket. (laughs) This is how you start to set your rates and clients don't bat an eye because they know that you know your stuff. Okay. Um, when you have this framework in place, so you set, let's say your goals, your roadmap for your business, it's kind of like how much money you want to make, how much you want to work, the kinds of clients you want to work with. For me, when I say the kind of kinds of clients I want to work with, that also means their vibe. (laughs) I want cool clients that treat me well. I'm not going to jump like at the you know, every text and every call. I don't want them to call me on nights and weekends. I don't want clients that are needy from a perspective of my time and an urgency that's unnecessary. To me, that's like, you know what? We've worked too hard to get here and I've worked too hard to create my own business to have the kind of business that makes me feel crazy. So part of what I want in my goals is clients that are awesome. They're cool to work with. We have a great rapport. They trust what we're up to. They give us some leeway. They leave us alone. You can kind of tell that in the kind of uh, courting phase when you're pitching your services. We have an entire whole module on red flags and client calls and what to look for and landmines to sidestep. Okay. Um, And we help you niche down too. This is the other thing. You niche down on your services and the types of clients that you work with. And you'll clarify your expertise and this allows you to show value for your clients, what you provide, and you position that value as being extremely beneficial to them. And that will give you the opportunity to set a higher rate. And um, you know when these lower paying clients come along, that don't fit in this framework and this kind of roadmap for how you want your business to look and how you want it to feel. You know, that's what I go on a lot of times is feel. What is the feeling I want to have every day in my business? I want to be lit up. I don't want to be filled with dread when I get an email from a client. Um, I'm going to use my husband as an example here, but he was working. I told you at the top of the podcast what kind of business he's in. So he doesn't get paid unless there's a transaction. And he has to work with these clients on every single aspect of their business 
all the way through until they get a sale. So he was working with this perspective um, business that had this older woman who was extremely bitter, very nasty. She only wanted to talk on the phone. She would not email. She would not text. She called him for every little thing. No matter what he said or did, he could not get her to earn, uh, to feel that he was trustworthy. And this has never been a problem for him. And she was just really nasty and negative. And I said to him, listen, I don't care how big of a commission this could potentially be for you. This is going to make your life miserable. Do you want to feel like this every single day where the phone rings and you're filled with a, you're filled with a sense of dread that you have to talk to this woman? I said, refer this out to somebody on your team and take a cut as a referral fee. And he said the second he did that, he felt lighter than air. He had this heavy weight on him. And until he referred it out and said no, he felt so weighed down. And when he finally passed it off, he was just walking on a cloud. He felt so much better. So that's what I think about in my business is having a light business that I enjoy, not being filled with a sense of dread every time I get a text or a call or an email. Most of our clients just email and they just leave us alone. So that's part of your framework. How do you want your business to feel? Do you want to be weighed down with 10 tiny clients with small retainers who question everything you do because that's a huge amount of money for them and they're second guessing whether they made the right decision? Or do you want to work with four clients that have bigger retainers that trust that you're the go-to and they let you do your thing. So keep that in mind because what that allows you to do is have the confidence to turn down projects that don't fit in with your goals. You can say no to those things and just be like, bam, and move on and feel light like my husband did when he said no to that other client. Um, and it's funny, the follow-up on that is that the person he gave the work to, he, he prefaced it and said, this woman is really hard to work with. She has 40 years of records in her office, like paper files that you're going to have to scan because nothing is online and she's going to be really, really hard. And the guy was like, it's fine. I don't have anything else going on. I'll take it. And every day this guy is like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. <laughs> and he said, I told you, I really told you. And he said, you were, you were right. And I underestimated it. So every day my husband, Kevin is like, thank God you told me to just move on. I'm so happy that we did that. Um, so yeah, be confident in that. Okay. Sometimes saying no is more aligned with your goals than saying yes to things just because you need some money. It allows you to have the energy, the bandwidth, the time to bring in something that is more aligned with your framework and your goals for your business. Okay. This is a big one for you. Clarify your zone of genius. Your zone of genius is the thing that comes naturally to you. And it feels effortless and you almost take for granted how easy it is that people always ask you about it. And you're like, seriously, that's just like everyone knows that. They don't know that. <laughs> this is the kind of work that lights you up and sparks passion in you. This is the work you do that time just flies by. Like you look and you're like, oh my God, has it been two hours? How is that even possible? So this is a huge part of what makes you unique. When you're working in your zone of genius, this is where a client knows that they can't get your type of service, your level of service, your unique secret sauce anywhere. 
They can't get that anywhere else. And I was talking about this yesterday on a Facebook Live, and one of our members was like, I am the secret sauce. And I loved that so much. We always talk about what's your secret sauce. I had a client tell me, um, you know, well, she was trying to say you can't work with any competitors. And I, you know, I, I never would work with a competitor, but she literally thought every single brand in her niche was a competitor. So that was pretty narrow. Um, and that obviously wasn't how we were running our business. That's another thing, guys. Clients do not get to tell you how to run your business. Um, of course, we'd never take on a competing client. Um, that was, you know, selling the same kind of products, but our clients would say, nobody else gets to know your secret sauce because she knew that we had something really special we were doing that was like our zone of genius. And she didn't want anyone else to have access to that. Um, that what we were doing at the time was celebrity seating and influencer seating. And this was like 15 years ago. Again, I'm aging myself, but our client would say, that's your secret sauce. So think about that. Um, you've got your zone of genius. This is the thing you absolutely love to do. Okay. And clients will feel that passion. They'll feel that energy when you put it out there for them and they'll know, wow, this is something special here. And I probably can't get this anywhere else. And then make a plan to attract these high-end clients. So obviously I started and we talked a lot about confidence and that really is the most important factor. If you feel like you are lacking confidence for some reason, you have to deal with that. You have to get to the bottom of it because that will keep you playing small. I promise you. Um, try to see where those limiting beliefs stem from. And like I said, pivot it from I have imposter syndrome. People are going to figure out I'm a fraud to, wow, I'm doing something new. This is new for me. And look at me. I'm, I'm stepping into a risk and I'm showing up fully and I'm doing my best and I'm growing as a person. Okay. Try to do that and work towards confidence. But you also have to have a plan to attract these high-end clients. And that starts with having a goal in mind. Like I said, a target income goal. Um, so you know exactly what to charge your dream clients so that you can reach that revenue goal. Because here's the deal. You can't be profitable if you're guessing. So many members of our community start out guessing about what they're going to charge. And they come from a place of feeling like maybe they're asking for too much or that clients will think they're greedy. And that's not what you need to be thinking about when you're offering up your services. That's a fear mindset. And I don't want you to run your business from a fear-based mindset. You need to have a clear understanding of how much money you want to make and what it actually costs you to execute these services so that you can be profitable and that your time equates to value. <laughs> kind of important, right? You have to know what to charge your dream clients to reach your income goals. And you have to plan out your services in detail so that you're not guessing what you have to charge for these services. Um, it's important. You got to start out deciding who you want to serve and how much money you want to make. And this is kind of the foundation. It's one of the pillars that we teach in our framework the path to profitability framework that I've developed inside the agency accelerator. The very first pillar is strategy. 
And then the next one is sales. They're all S. Don't SPR pros love alliteration? I don't know what it is, but they're all, they all start with an S. Strategy, sales. And if you want the other two, <laughs> we have an upcoming training, Path to Profitability. Um, I think there's a link here in the show notes. It's really, really good, guys. And I teach the entire four-part framework that'll get you to a place where you are creating a business intentionally um, and working towards this consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue and bringing in these high-end clients. Um, It's the dream. I love it so much. And I always have a system I can go back to to generate more client leads when I need to bring in the business. So start with that confidence. Lean into your zone of genius. Start to think about when you're thinking about the zone of genius, what are the things that people always come to you for? And you can rattle off. It's like if you had to talk extemporaneously with no notes for an hour, what could you talk about? What would you want to talk about? That's your zone of genius. What's the thing that you absolutely love doing that just comes so easily to you? That's your zone of genius. So... Think about that and look at that as a way that you can position yourself as offering something very unique and special to high ticket clients. Um, And you also have to make a list and start to envision, you know, who do you want to work with and who do you have to work with first in order to get those results, to get those case studies, get those testimonials where those dream clients are seeing what you could do what you have done for other clients, and then what you can do for them through your work, through your website, through your social media presence. All of it should be geared towards attracting bigger clients with bigger retainers. And that's why I want you to be intentional with all of the clients you work with. Because if you start working with your coworker, sister's cousin's friend who has an Etsy shop selling soap, and they ask you for PR help, but you want to work with tech companies, that soap work that you're doing and those soap media contacts that you're making are not going to help you attract tech clients. It's not a stepping stone in the right direction. And in fact, it's a stepping stone in the wrong direction. So those decisions become easy. Those no's become easy to make because it's not a path to what you ultimately want your business to look at. You need to be strategic about these stepping stones because the smaller things get packaged up, those results get leveraged, they get created into case studies, they get shared on social, your testimonials from clients get used in your decks, in your wet on your website, and that is what attracts bigger, higher-end premium retainer clients. It's all intentional, and it all starts with your confidence having a plan and knowing your zone of genius. And that's how you bring in those big daddy clients. You reel in those big fish. I love this topic. Um, We dive, this is just a skimming of the surface, guys. We dive so deep into this and get into a strategy for how you can do this. When you sell your first five-figure monthly retainer, like 10K a month plus, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. And it never gets old, I got to say. Um, it's just so, it's scary, of course, because now you have to deliver. And of course, we talk about how you do that. But I want to give you the tools to bring in these clients and grow your business and bring in a team 
and be extremely profitable in your agency. So we start here, confidence, and let's grow. Let's grow together, guys. Um, Thank you so much for being here. If you like the show, it would mean so much to me if you would rate it, review it, even just giving us some of those stars helps other people find us. And I will see you next week, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.